Hey, welcome back. I am so excited to be here. This is Lisa Leitner from A Day in Our Shoes and Don't IEP Alone. Yeah, it's been a really, really long time. I stopped the podcast um, early summer of 2020. Of course, like everyone else on the planet, I was, uh, you know, everybody was home. And it was just impossible between school and kids and everything else. I couldn't get any quiet time by myself to record sessions. And then before I knew it, three years had gone by and I kept saying, oh, I need to record new podcasts. I need to record new podcasts. And it just didn't happen because of, of everything going on at home. So welcome back. We are back. I have a lot of great content coming your way. A few things, you know, my, if you're new here, my podcast episodes, I tend to share only evergreen content. So if, you know, if I'm talking, talking about a topic that, topic is valid, you know, forever. You may hear me reference things, however, that are time sensitive. So if that happens, I apologize. You can always check the homepage adayinourshoes.com to see the latest and greatest of what's going on. Also my Facebook page, which is facebook.com backslash adayinourshoesiep. So if I have any events coming up, um, you know, I have, I have a couple of great Facebook lives coming up. I will probably transcribe, not transcribe. Uh, I will use those recordings from the Facebook live and we will probably break them down at some point and put them on the podcast as well. But if you want to hear them live, you can on the Facebook page. Um, I also will put those on YouTube or on video. I have a great one coming up on, I think, 20th. I'd have to check the Facebook page to be sure on some back-to-school tips. Even though it is back-to-school season, these tips are timeless, and you can implement them and use them at any time to become a better advocate for your child. I also am doing a Facebook Live on the 26th with Tara Sumter, who is an SLP who specializes in executive functioning. And if you follow my Facebook page, <clears throat> excuse me, you know that I share her content all the time. I love what I see as far as what she's putting out on Facebook. And I can't wait to have the opportunity to talk with her live. And if executive functioning is an area of interest to you, you definitely don't want to miss that on September 26th. But also, even though the podcast was on hiatus, the rest of my business was not. I've been busier than ever as far as my advocacy clients, mostly due to the pandemic. I also have developed an online training course for parents to become better advocates for their kids. It's getting rave reviews. It's much more affordable than other courses that are out there. It's I'm charging about 25 or 30% of what other what other training platforms are offering. So again, go to adayinourshoes.com, 
to the home page and you can get all that great information. I also closed my Facebook group. If you were in that, you of course have noticed that by now, I hope, because it's been about a year. I closed the Facebook group and I opened forums.adayinourshoes.com to be better able to answer parent questions. The Facebook group just got too large and unruly to manage. And so the forums allow for things to kind of go in a chronologic or sequence, and it makes a lot more sense. Plus, we do have working advocates on there, and your question will get answered by at least one working professional advocate. So again, that's forums at adayinourshoes.com. That's the bulk of what I have had going on for the past three years. I've had, unfortunately, we've had um, pets pass away, and we've gotten new dogs since then. A whole bunch of other stuff going on in the world. I hope that after the pandemic and everything else, I hope that things are peaceful and getting back on track for you. But this is what I want to talk about is actually the pandemic. Even though it's back to school 2023, there's a lot that needs to be addressed. Let me back up a little bit so that you don't think I'm crazy. Why is this woman talking about the pandemic and back to school 2023, August, September? And here's why. Of course, you all know how the pandemic unfolded and what happened. Initially, there was a lot of funding given to schools and to states for education and special education. And many states beefed up their special ed programs. It was my experience with clients that schools were much more generous and there wasn't such a huge fight for some of these programs and services like we typically expect. In Pennsylvania, and I know in other states, they gave kids who were, and I don't know what the exact cutoff was, but around that 20, 21, 22 age, the kids who are aging out of school, they gave them an extra year or two in some instances to make up for the lost school years that happened during the pandemic. Now, all of that is coming to an end. The federal COVID funding has dried up. The extra years of eligibility have now come to an end and so on and so on. And combine that with a teacher shortage, a staffing shortage, nurse shortage, you name it. When you combine all those things together, it is my experience that things are, the landscape out there is much worse for our kids than it was say, January or February of 2020. I am finding that it's much harder to get things added to an IEP for my clients. We're having to demonstrate a lot of need before we get a service or support added to an IEP. 
And in particular, I'm not talking about just like little accommodations and things. I'm talking about kind of the bigger stuff that definitely costs money, the aids, the paras, um, the specific curriculums like Linda Mood Bell, things like that. I'm finding it much more difficult to get those for clients. And we have had to kind of up our game when it comes to advocacy. And schools are struggling. It is very difficult to find staff. I was speaking with someone, and I don't want to give her name or her title. She was a former person on my son's team many years ago, but we've stayed friends since then. And she now works in a school district. And she just said, it's really bad out there right now. It's really bad. We're not meeting any kids' needs. It's bad. So how can you change this outcome for your child? How can you say, all right, the landscape of special ed and really education in general right now is really bad. How can I change it for my child? For starters, stay engaged. Keep records of everything. Don't throw out those old IEPs. In fact, if you have IEPs from 2019, 2020, I would dig them up. I know that my own child, now his, his, his regression is due to mostly medical concerns, but my child is right now performing skills at levels some skills, not, not all of them, but some skills he is not doing as well as he was in 2019 and early 2020. Like we are still at pre-pandemic um, achievements, if you will. So you want to dig those out and take a look at them. You want to document everything. And you want to really look at those IEPs from 2019 and 2020 and compare it to today's IEP and say, where is my child? Is this accurate? And what do I need to ask for? You're going to have to be the squeaky wheel. I know it's exhausting. I'm exhausted too. I don't want to think about the pandemic. I don't. But this, unfortunately, as I say, is our new normal. And the new normal is a shortage of school staff. The morale that I'm seeing amongst school staff is really low. So I would also encourage you to, you know, occasionally thank your teachers, send them a card, send them a $10 Starbucks card, send them a, a something, send them an, you know, an email that just says, hey, thanks thanks for doing this or thanks for doing that and call out something specific. And that would go for, you know, all of the school staff that your child um, is engaging with, whether it's, you know, an aide or a para or a school nurse, you know, PT, OT, I would thank them. They all have very large caseloads right now. They all have very large classroom sizes right now. And in the immediate future, it's not really getting better. So we need to keep reminding the people who are sticking it out, who aren't finding new careers and leaving the teaching world, we need to remind them that we do appreciate them. 
I don't think that one email or one Starbucks gift card is going to convince someone to, you know, stay in a job that they dislike or that is very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, you know, there's just, we just need to value public education better. There are better jobs out there with a lot less stress for a lot more pay. I just saw a post recently from a woman who said, yeah, I was teaching. Now I'm making bartend and I'm doing bartending. I'm making more money, fewer hours and less stress, you know? So people are walking away from those four-year degrees and their master's degrees and saying, I just, I just can't do it anymore. So we want to appreciate those who are sticking around. You also could benefit from, you know, if you have time, get involved with the school committee. If there's a PTA or PTO that does teacher appreciation and does, you know, spirit and things like that, get involved in that. And I know it's hard because we are the families who rely on public education the most. And we are the families whose relationship with our school is most likely to be contentious. So it's, it's a big ask, I know, because we feel very downtrodden much of the time. But it's, you know, it's, it's going to be about the energy we put out there. Keep good records, data, documentation. Follow up, follow up, follow up. I can't say that enough. Keeping in the spirit with you know, what I named my website a day in our shoes so many years ago, you know, try to put yourself in their shoes and remember that not everything that happens to our kids, not everything that we encounter as IEP parents or in the IEP process, not everything is done with malice. In fact, very little of it is done with malice. If someone doesn't get back to you or doesn't take care of a situation or doesn't return your email, your phone call or all those things for a week or two or more, it's very likely that it's not being done, you know, to spite you. It's being done because they're just too busy and overwhelmed. I have a lot of teacher friends and people are just overwhelmed right now. It's a lot. There are no bus drivers. There's no anything, as I'm sure you've heard. The other thing I would suggest is to stay solution oriented. So if you know that you're going to encounter resistance because something is not available, ask what you can do to kind of facilitate that. So if your transportation is an issue and you know that your school is just gonna have a lot of trouble finding and hiring a transportation aid, a van driver, whatever the case may be, you know, ask if you can help them fill that. Do you have a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, a cousin, a niece, a nephew who is looking for part-time work that you can send their way to get hired for this position? You know, I would say the same about aides and paras. Help them find people if that's the issue. Help facilitate this. Much of the resistance that is occurring right now when asking for things, I think it's coming from a place of, I just can't handle one more thing to do. I just can't have one more task assigned to me that I know I cannot do successfully. 
So think of it. And again, now, so now part of me, of course, as a parent advocate says, well, you know what, this isn't my problem. You know, that's not my problem to hire people. It's, you know, you, you need a better HR department or whatever. Um, and, and there's, there's certainly truth to that, but the old, you know, catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar, you know, try to help them be collaborative and solution oriented when it comes to doing these things for your child. But when it comes to your child's progress and where they are now, back to school 2023, as compared to back to school 2020, when, you know, many of us didn't even go back to school or it was back and forth and back and forth, depending on COVID numbers. You want to look at those IEPs and see where they are, because here's the thing, when it comes to saying like, hey, services decreased during COVID, and as a result, my child's not making progress, I really feel like this is going to be the last school year where we can make that argument or use that argument. Many of us had supports taken away during COVID because of COVID, and many of those supports have not been restored. So you also want to look through your things. And if you have emails or something that say, hey, yeah, PT was decreased during COVID because PT isn't really something you can do over, you know, online learning, you want to say, okay, if you remember this was decreased during COVID, COVID's over. We're back in, we're back in the school buildings and we need to ramp this back up. Okay, especially looking at your child's progress and using that as your support arguments. This is, again, this is probably the last school year where we're going to be able to look back and say, okay, I missed out on this. I missed out on this. My child didn't get this. This was removed. And now, you know, he made this amount of progress in fifth and sixth grade. And now post-COVID, he's not making the same amount of progress this is probably the last year where we're going to be able to efficiently and effectively argue, you know, those COVID pullbacks on services. After this point, it's really going to be the status quo. And the money's just not there right now. The money is not there. Schools are cutting funding all over the place to make up for all the other increased costs, right? Like everything else your school does, like textbooks cost more money and electric bills cost more money and gas and all the vans and school lunches, right? Remember, everybody else got a free school lunch from the federal government for two or three years. That's over. All these things that we were getting are over. And rather than raise people's taxes, because that's never a popular decision, even when it's necessary, Rather than raise people's taxes, they're cutting wherever they can. And so that means larger small groups for pullouts, for all kinds of services, whether it's reading pullout, math pullout, PT, OT, speech. Those groups are going from one to three to four, five, and six. Okay, all of it. You know, 30 sessions, 30 minute sessions are getting cut back to 15 minute sessions, and so on and so on. So make it a point this school year to get everything cleaned up, 
if you've been lax, if you've been kind of, even though it is three years after the fact, but if you've been, been kind of saying, well, it happened because of COVID, it happened because of COVID, we really need to end that right now and get things back on track to where they were for our kids and get them on a successful path for graduation. So I will have more on this. I am speaking, I'm speaking with the National or the Learning Disabilities Association of America. I'm speaking with them on the 18th. They have a webinar. You can have more find more information on their website. I will be doing the same chat on Facebook Live on my Facebook page on the 20th. And after that, it will be on my website. I will upload the videos and put it there. But if you want to be there live to be able to ask questions, um, definitely look online and you can RSVP there. But let's make this a successful year. I'm really excited to be back. I'm sorry if my first episode was a little dry and boring, but I needed to just kind of, you know, it's like starting all over again. So you just got to get that first episode out of the way and on to the next. So have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you soon.